Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just wanted to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh, I know that podcast. I just wanted to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello, and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Bhushan Kumar. And I'm Sunny Grohl. Hey, Sunny, how's it going? Good, I'm so glad that we're getting more fr- more freedom to spend time outside with people. Yes, it's slowly but surely we are inching towards a world we once knew. Oh, God, we've all been needing it. <laughs> I know. But you know what? I'm so excited about today's episode. So do you know what? I'm going to go right ahead and check your seatbelt is fastened. Oh, my is goodness. your seat in the upright it position? And all your possessions. I'm ready to in... brace. <laughs> <laughs> and have you stored all your possessions in the overhead cabin? <laughs> Just making sure, because we've got such an action-packed episode. So I'm going to go right ahead and open a new tab on the Diary oh, of a Zone 1 Oh, I forgot it's digital now, isn't it? Exactly. We don't have the old heavy leather-bound book. So that's in a Berlin sex museum. So I think we're once, going to visit one day. Yeah, exactly. Once lockdown is over, we'll be able to all go and see it, Yay! which is wonderful. So anyway, so today I wanted to talk about uh, for the Diary of His Own One Ho. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the drama that everyone's been talking about in 2021. <gasps> Not Harry and Meghan. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to come to that because did I t- ever tell you that I was born in the same hospital as um, oh. Harry's brother? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've ever mentioned Here it on the podcast. <laughs> so if you're playing your drinking game, that's your sign to take a sip of water. It means that you're going to be wasted. <laughs> By the end, exactly, by in five minutes. No, I wanted to talk today about um, It's a Sin, which has been a huge drama. So for those who don't know, It's a Sin is a British television drama serial. Mm -hmm. It was written and created by Russell T. Davies. Mm -hmm. So he's known for doing Doctor Who, Queer as Folk, Cucumber, Years and Years. Banana. Banana as well, yeah. And uh, it was a five-part series set in 1981 Mm -hmm. and goes all the way to 1991 in London, and depicts the lives of a group of gay men and their friends who lived during the HIV-AIDS crisis uh, in the United Kingdom at the time. And it stars Ollie Alexander from Years and Years. So now, Sunny, this oh. was one thing I remember about this is that you texted me to watch this, which is really rare because normally I text you to watch everything. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think we... I'm trying to remember how I first heard about it. It was on the radio. I heard a little advert and I thought, oh, okay, Ollie's doing a new show and... I have been a huge Years and Years fan, like, for for, eight, for years and years. And I thought, okay, I didn't know we could act, but let's give it a whirl. And it was, I was so happy that they had explored this, but it's a topic that, I don't know, it's quite sensitive, isn't it? Especially, like, from, I feel like from our generation, there wasn't anything that we, we didn't have any kind of direct experience of it because we were too young to really understand yeah. what was going on. I mean, I, I only really knew about it from the 90s growing up, yeah. having some awareness, and I would say the late 90s, of having some awareness of what it was. And I, I'm talking about HIV and AIDS, mainly because I remember one day my dad donates blood um, quite regularly. Mm. And I remember seeing at the kind of corner of the card, it said something like, um, if you've ever had sex with a gay man, mm-hmm. um, you cannot donate blood. Oh. At all. Right. And I just thought, what? I was like, and then I realized, I was like, oh, it's because of HIV. So you must automatically have HIV mm-hmm. as soon as you have sex with a man. Yeah. I just assumed that was it. So it was nice that, obviously, since then, I've learned that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. But then you, you know, you it was so interesting to have a show explore a concept that probably is not familiar to people because it would be, you know, predate their existence. So I was glad that they explored it and I'm glad that you watched it as well and I got to recommend something to you. I know, everyone. But what did you, so what did you think of the drama overall? Like, uh, So I, th- I, I came away really enjoying it and I thought this is a fun show. 
um, you know, that's not, not a fun show, sorry. More what, a show that kind of explored a really tough topic, but I didn't really love the acting by Ollie. Okay. He's a really great singer. Yeah. I think he was a little bit out of his depth when it comes to the acting, but I, I'm glad that they brought someone in that was gay yeah. because it was better to have this story told by a, gay, a queer writer yeah. and also played by a queer cast. So yeah. that was what I was really pleased with. So it, I didn't dwell on the kind of his performance as much as a lot of my friends were. But I, I liked that the fact that they had explored all these tough topics, but it just felt really rushed. Yeah. I don't think five episodes was enough to kind of unpack a huge crisis that it kind of made me relate to all of the things that we were going through with covid yeah it sounds really you know it's a completely different pandemic but you know the the level of seriousness is obviously way greater i think this with covid obviously it's just had a greater reach yeah um but it made me think wow i I remember when i was starting to see some of my friends after lockdown was kind of um, opening up Mm -hmm. and how they'd be a little bit like distant because they knew i was seeing friends and i thought shit is that is that making is that how do people feel when they had something that was like hiv or aids and there's all that stigma around it which is it really really crippled my um like confidence i suppose sexually because i always thought oh my goodness you know if you have sex with anyone gay, then you are going to have HIV. And it was always treated as a death sentence. And that's one thing I wish that they had kind of explored a little bit more in terms of the progress that had been made over the last few years, because, well, not even last few years, last probably a couple of decades in terms of the, the science has moved forward so much. People that have HIV can live with it very healthily and live same length of time as anyone else. Um, they will not pass that on if they are um, medicated. And people can also take medications such as PrEP, so that can prevent the contraction of HIV. So there's so much progress that was made. And I just wish they'd done some kind of like one, like little five minute segment after an episode just to say this is a progress that's made. Because it felt, I felt worried that maybe some communities may read that and think, oh my God, gay people, they just have sex and they just get HIV. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, a depiction of something that happened mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago, but. Well, yeah, 30 years ago, but still, I do worry that there could be some ignorant people. But then, funnily enough, when I spoke to a lot of my friends that are straight and not from that world, and I'm not saying that it's exclusively a gay disease, yeah. but that's how it was kind of badged. I just feel like they were very positive about the show, and it made me think, okay, it's my probably fear and anxiety growing up with this stigma of HIV that's made me feel like everyone still feels this way, but it, they don't. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think you've hit on so many excellent points there that there is so much prejudice and misinformation surrounding HIV and AIDS. Mm. And like yourself, I was the same where I just had, I saw those, I remember those scary adverts when I was younger. And I remember once it was on the news about the AIDS epidemic. And, oh um, and I think as well, like the show did have a kind of responsibility that so many people, this would be their first kind of introduction to what happened at that time Mm. um for me personally because i'd seen two dramas on the same topic so one is hbo's the normal heart which is with jim parsons and mark ruffalo Mm. and it's set in america it's very very good i highly recommend it okay and it focuses because in um it's a sin they do talk about how it's the american disease and it come over yes yes so over uh, in in the normal heart they kind of look at how the disease kind of like grew and then how Reagan refused to kind of look into it or do anything to help uh, those suffering from mm. it. 
um, and it's uh, it's a lot more about the kind of technicality than the human you know the human cost as well. Not that that's not to say it's a sin didn't have that. I mean episodes three and five. Um, so if you haven't seen, I don't want to spoil it. But oh sorry, no no no. We didn't want to spoil it. But just in case you haven't seen it and you are going to, and you know we highly recommend you do yeah, watch do it. watch. It's worth seeing. Um, episodes three and five, the emotional tracks in that those were really really moving and engaging mm. and really kind of like. They, it's it, it was it was those were like when the drama in my mind really succeeded yeah and there's also another like, excellent drama which not a lot of people know about called don't ever wipe tears away without gloves i, know, I thought you were going to say a different one okay interesting yeah so this is a swedish drama about the aids crisis and it's set in the same time as it's a sin mm. um, it was on bbc4 years ago i don't know who's got it at the moment i'll try and have a look and see yeah, if i can share yeah. on our socials but that is perhaps the most the definitive drama wow. that i've seen on the the subject because it covers a lot of what you were saying, mm. um, but it presents it in such an amazing way. Um, like it's it's one of the most moving things I've ever seen. So um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and I think it was. Uh, I'm so glad that it was like a conversation starter, mm. and so many people. Like even my mum watched, like you know, wow. volunteered to watch it, and has and that. Oh God, not <laughs> the end of the first episode. <laughs> oh, the first episode so, <gasps> was so awkward. You so. warned me about that, didn't you? I think I, you started watching it before I did. So I was watching it on. Uh, I watched the first episode on the telecast, and there was that awkward. There's an awkward scene, like about 20 minutes in. My mum was watching oh. it with me as well, and that would be. The t- I swear, I couldn't find the remote control. It was so <laughs> awkward. It was like Game of Thrones. <laughs> All over again. It was like, oh my gosh. Oh, okay. But um, then I, what I did is I watched it um, kind of online because, you know, they released all the episodes. Yes, which is so refreshing. I'm, so, I'm yeah. glad they did that. And then I got to watch, and then, you know, they played an episode each mm. week. So I was watching it kind of, um, so I watched it twice and like yeah. it was a really kind of good way to watch it because I do think Unpacked like, it. yeah, I mean, the emotional impact hits every time. Also, one other thing I want to say, so you mm. touched on, there was only five episodes. So originally it was meant to be an eight episode arc. This, yeah. And um, so Russell T. Davis like did this interview and he was like saying, I actually wanted eight episodes. Episodes, mm. And they Channel Four said no, we'll give you what? four, Why? and then they managed to fight. Well, this is it's ridiculous, really, because eight episodes would have made so much more sense. And it felt that the, didn't it, I felt like there were things were rushed. The characters didn't really get to be get explored in uh, like in terms of Jill, like you know, love it was Jill, wasn't it? The, yeah, Jill, the, the girl. Yeah, I, I really liked how she was shown as that kind of nurturing, carer, supporter character, but it frustrated me how she didn't have anything about herself i know she had that ocd for a little while and she was obviously doing a lot of campaigning mm. and it, it was just like give these people a little bit of room to grow it was just that really made it it was a bit one, one dimensional it was all it? about ollie's character in central arc and i just thought he's not the best actor and they're propping him up so yeah. it's like it's not enough and the only other thing i'd say is as well the ethnic minorities you know there was that scene in the first ash, episode, the, indian. ash the indian yeah which is good i'm glad they had that i'm glad they well they f- it felt a bit tokenistic to me in the sense that I would have liked to have learned more. You know, there's a character where he's like, oh, are you Hindu or are you, mm. you know, and it was kind of, I just thought to myself, come on, Russell, you can do better than that. Like, you know, fair, maybe people did have, people have that ignorance, mm. but you, Especially in the 80s. In the 80s, but you now have a di- choice here where you could like say lines where you can show, you you could have made it different. You, you didn't explored ne- it. You didn't need to do that. That was a bit lazy on his part. Yeah. Um, and I would, and you know, also the, like uh, the black character, I've gotten his name. He, um, you know, they were showing, Such a funny opening, wasn't it? His bit. The whole thing about like you know his family's a preacher and there's this that kind of mm. occult I don't know there was something about it which was like kind of like this is you know stereotypes one hundred and one and that really yeah. irritated me because I thought to myself 
you know what, you could have made, you know better now. You could have broke, broken boundaries because didn't he with Queer as Fell challenge everyone with like a new concept that had never yeah. been explored? I mean, I've still not seen Queer as Fell. I've, I've seen think, the L word. It's such I've a seen, bad gay. But I've seen like a couple of episodes of Queer as Folk and yeah, it, for, I mean, I remember for its time, I remember seeing the posters and I remember how much like press was generated about it. But um, yeah, I've not actually seen it. Maybe it's something we could look into and mm. talk about and, uh, at a later date. Yeah, we need to get on it. But um, yeah, so it's a sin. So it's on, um, all four in the UK Perfect. and um, it's on HBO in the US wow I'm, this is what surprised me I thought when I had HBO this has got money behind it but the, uh, and I'm surprised the HBO influence wasn't there but yeah. you know it was um, but we, like, we didn't like it it's yeah, worth watching it's worth watching and there's plenty more in that genre as well so we yeah. advise you to explore it yeah. but can you believe our, that's not our main attraction today oh so gosh. what I'm going to do is I'm just going to so this is auto save okay, which is so great let's just change so, the tab so it's completely silent change the tab and let's day. move to our feature presentation okay so it's time for our main feature now so when it comes to iconic albums it cannot get any more iconic then Destiny's Child, the writing's on the wall. Sonny is moving, <laughs> rolling that neck around like he's in the Say, Say My Name video. Like, what? <laughs> um, so the writing's on the wall was released on the 27th of July, 1999. And this innovative album was an instant classic on release with an incredible lineup of anthems that have come to define the genre and a roster of top producers and writers that reads like a who's who of R&B and hip-hop music. But... Making history is never easy. Behind the scenes, there was a lot of drama and power play going on, plus a changing of the guard that remains unrivaled to this day. Not even the sugar babes playing musical chairs could compare to this, <laughs> let me tell you. Strangely, it seems that what was taking place within the band was at odds with the progressive message that the album conveys. Mm. So it is time for TPIM to go Dark Child, Nine Nine, and take it to the bridge. Thou shall not underanalyze. <laughs> I love that. So, Sandy, this album, oh my God. Like, we've been, this is something that we've been talking about for years on end. Yeah, yeah. No one should be surprised. So, if you're playing the drinking game, this, was, this came up in the Wagamama dinner conversation. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, so, where and when did you first hear the writings on the wall? So, I think I first heard about the album coming when I'd listened and heard the, um, the single Bills, Bills, Bills. Oh, because yes. that was the initial release. I remember thinking, oh, I didn't really know. I'd heard of Destiny's Child because of No, 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 the remix. Yeah. And I remember thinking, and get on the bus. Get on the bus. Get on the bus. <laughs> and I thought, oh my goodness, who are these guys? Like, And then I remember when it was Bills for Pills, I thought, oh my goodness, I love this production. It was that late 90s, like we've got to set the scene, haven't we? Late 90s, early 2000s, poppy R&B, really sassy, kind of Sleep. men bashing, like candy burrows all over it in terms <laughs> of lyrics with these sick songs. And I remember thinking, I cannot wait for this album. It's going to be so good. And this was back, I don't know if they do this these days i think the album's really ready to go before as, as soon as the single comes out yeah but that was when you had to wait for the album so i'm sure bills 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 came out a little bit earlier so then someone at school had we were in the the drama room <laughs> it sounds like something another room i've talked to you about yeah, we'll exactly. bring up in another conversation but the drama room which i don't even know why we had because we didn't have drama lessons <laughs> 
we had like mirrors on the wall and stuff but there was a girl that had um the, the album the cd and i think that was probably the first time i heard it in class and we were like i was just remembered of melting thinking this every song was just nailing it and i just oh my god we can talk about some of the tracks but that was my first kind of like experience and i was so excited and hooked yeah oh my gosh well it's very in the same way as yourself like i remember hearing bills 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 and being this song just spoke this song said so much more than what it actually says so this is not a they said what they said and they said some more (laughs) you know this really was a read between the lines and i remember that there was um it's quite funny on the week of release so it would be about july or something Mm. so i was doing i'd finished my a level so i remember there was like a long Mm. summer ahead and i remember there was this shop near school so back then i used to buy you know we used to buy music um from like (laughs) yeah exactly physically you had to go to the record store i'd go to like hmv or our price but for some reason in shepherd's bush like there was like this is like west 12 arcade which has been completely pimped out now (laughs) but the west 12 arcade (laughs) there's seriously there's nothing to see there let me tell you (laughs) it's just like a jd a poundland and aldi um i remember there was this record shop and this guy used to sell CDs and it, there was no posters, nothing up, no music played for a music store, which was weird. <laughs> and he used to sell CDs for £10, like full albums. And it was always like, oh, maybe they're bootlegged. Maybe he like had a colour printer and printed out the cop. <laughs> but no, this was the actual real deal. And I don't know how he used to get it so cheap. So, do you know, there was three albums that I bought <gasps> oh. from that sh- from that store. One was Spice World. <laughs> was Spice that Girls. year as well? So this was the year before that okay, had, yes. had opened. Yeah. The other was Never Say Never um, by Brandy. Um, we unpacked that. Because that was £10. And then this was the third one, Writings on the Wall. And I just remember listening to it. And this was like one of the, like Never Say Never, this was a no skip album. I did not hit skip. I was just literally, oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love. And then this is like this gorgeous run of songs from like, I think it's from like Bugaboo. Which are your highlights? Tell me some of your highlights. So, I mean, obviously, Bills, Bills, Bills. Bugaboo. Oh, um, I God. really like Confessions as well. You know, some of the slower songs, which they didn't release, weren't, they nailed it. Well, this is the thing. Every single song on this could have been like a, you know, a, a single it release. Smashed. It, it would, would have been, been absolutely amazing. I just remember like listening to it through Summer 99, um, waiting for A-level results. And mm. it was just incredible. It was just like so, it really took you to another world. And like, you know, I love mm. how every song has got like a story in it. Yes. The storytelling yes. is, like, even without a visual, just the music tells you, like, you know, if you think of like um bills 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 like you know they're like a do it's kind of like this suspicious it's yeah. so smart like and <laughs> it really builds up like uh, oh. oh it's just so amazing oh, what's hilarious about that video is remember they were in the salon weren't yeah. they and there was that salon that had the waiting room that was like carved into the ground yeah. so I just I remember feeling so anxious watching the video thinking someone's gonna fall in there <laughs> health and safety like this. no glass panel around it I was like I know it's a music video but I couldn't disconnect from the safety, health and safety so, but it, I mean what a genius move I mean like the videos are, so, are like kind of amazing oh, the in themselves best of those videos at that time yeah because like can you it's such a clever idea to put that song in a hairdresser's and I love that there's no men in the video as well it's entirely women it's just at the no, at the beginning there is when she's like, oh he pops by doesn't he yeah. and then when they're doing the you tried the land uh, and they're in the background on the phone and stuff oh yeah yeah I t- see this is the thing I, I don't even think about that because I, I just love like the kind of chorus of, because all the other women in the, in the store they know what she's talking there's about there's wig snatching <laughs> going on in that video 
you know, instead, uh, you know, should have found a baller or something. And everyone's like, yep, you should have. Like, you know, <laughs> but I love that kind of sense of community. Yeah, and that, yeah. like, I know you were saying it was man bashing and it is. But I, I think that. at that time, it was, empowering. It, was it was so empowering because don't you think at that time it was all about kind of, do you remember there's like Cisco with Thong Song and there's like, so yeah. much objectification of women. And it still and is. he's gay. And yeah. it still hasn't come out. <laughs> exactly. But that whole objectification of it all. And then this kind of came as a breath of fresh air where oh. it's kind of like, excuse me, what about the man? Why is he using all my money and mm. acting like he's really bad? Or why is he driving my... Well, I, and my favourite line is when she's in Bills, 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 is when she's like, um, when the bill comes, you act to be... And he's acting <laughs> dumb. <laughs> so and he's like, like that's your mum's name. Because <laughs> <down there. laughs> remember when you used to get itemised bills? So... And the numbers were there. And I love that she knows his mum's number as well. Like, oh, it's so... so good. <laughs> the lyrics are so, like, sassy. And it's so of that era of, like... Um, if we think about another, we may need to unpick another album. I've just realized fan mail, TLC. <gasps> oh, it's all that era. It's like that no scrubs because Candy wrote Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah. Didn't they? Oh my God. And she nailed it again. It was like she did no scrubs and there's so many songs. Oh, pretty. She... And what was that song? Oh, I loved what's Pretty. What's the song that used to come on before no scrubs? There's a there's track number five or four. I can't remember oh, what it's called, God. but there's this like, it goes, it starts all really sweet and then it goes into this hard rap. And oh, then you're going to have to remind we, we are unpacking that album. Where we I love that but it's that era pop it on the manifesto (laughs) (laughs) but one other thing that reminds me it cracks me up is this is kind of coming out of the uh, out of the cassette tape era into CD because it's very common from those kind of late 90s albums where they have a little bit of an intro and we'll talk about those intros but also a little bit of chat and that doesn't work when you're doing random because I remember listening to the disc thinking I don't want to hear this again I I just hit the get to the song (laughs) stop doing this and I I remember having a cassette player still at the time and you remember just forwarding past and you missed it and I was <laughs> like go, oh. but that, that was hilarious can we talk about these little kind of the interludes the rules because the whole concept of the album is because I didn't really understand it when I first heard about the, the name the writings on the wall I was like what does that really mean and it's mm-hmm. like it's so obvious yeah. and it's like a, a list of commandments effectively the whole album in terms of rules to follow and yeah so tell us about what, what they kind of did in between some of the songs so you, there was that, just like you said the whole commandments there's this whole kind of like religious kind of element to it like it is kind of like yeah. biblical kind of you know the commandments thou and shalt mob, and mob. Big... <laughs> yeah and then also like Beyonce doing like a you know Marlon Brando it's like oh so my god cringe. you know what I feel so old when I look back because I remember at the time thinking this is so cool and now I look at it and I'm like they are so lame <laughs> Do you know what I still but I still love it because I think it, it adds cool. so much character and it also does. the thing is as well it's one of those things where you're kind of watching it and you're thinking oh god what is this going to be and then it comes out with like you know all these amazing songs and like you're like if I just switched off after 30 seconds I would have missed out you on, missed. on an entire education oh <laughs> You know, that was seriously, we all needed that. But that intro, it's, and that's the other thing. You couldn't skip that intro. You would always have to listen to it. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Eventually, when the, because like I said, it's like a story. It was like you couldn't yes. just jump into No random. You no had to random. listen in order. You had to listen in order. And you had to kind of like, if you were going to do the album, I mean, uh, until like, you know, you could, sometimes like if you were in a rush, you could listen to your favorite songs. <laughs> I did that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Well, if, you, if you had the time like we had back then, you could just, uh, like, you just wanted to listen to it all. Oh. But I love all the commands. So like, should we go through? Them. Let's so go through some of them. So yeah. there's uh, the first one is "Thou shalt not hate," and that would come right before it would kind of intro the song effectively and kind of give you the essence and sentiment of what the the rule is and mm-hmm. the, the commandment is. And 
and that came just before so good how good is so good and you know what's so funny i was listening to it at the gym before <laughs> and i remember while i was on the on my phone i was kind of reading the news a little bit in between and it was talking about the vaccine rollout i thought you know what it's almost i mean i am a remainer i am a strong remainer yeah. but i almost felt a little bit like now that the vaccine worked it's almost like the uk is singing to the eu so good because if you listen to the lyrics and think about the vaccine rollout it is it describing the story do you think it's like hey how you doing man i'm doing my time oh my god please that, that is the twist that is a unique that is trademarked by the podcast is mine that is a twist that no one saw coming and we exclusively own that so don't be puffing it out there because sunny said it first. <laughs> we need to play that with i mean i'm a remainer but yeah. you, we get so much lack about covid and i just think we were the ones that were the guinea pig i mean i know israel and other countries yeah. did too but we took a chance and um, we are so good <laughs> and we are so good <laughs> Oh dear. God. Anyway, so well, then, yeah, that was one of the interests. So, do you want to pick up? This could have, actually, this whole thing could have been like the EU Romeo. Like, I'm totally thinking about the album in a different, in a different light now. <laughs> Don't just think about Brexit. <laughs> it's like, this album has got just got a whole new level. Like, <laughs> I love like the next one is Thou Shall Not Pay Bills, and that's part of that. Sorry, Thou Shall Pay Bills, and it's like that's what the EU were asking, and that's what the UK wouldn't do. And like, oh my god. <laughs> But that is, Thou Shall Pay Bills is like the best, one of my favourite commandments. Oh, it's so Because I just love that, you know, um, the, the destiny child, is, you need to be equal in this relationship. Yes. And that means equal in every sense. You can't just be like, you know, spending my money and then like running up my credit card and then just being yeah. like, you know, oh, oh, I don't know how I got there. It's, <laughs> it's like, bitch, you did it. Your mom and son's here more than once. <laughs> Or maybe laugh is with that song. Hmm. What, what was interesting is uh, we obviously listened to the full lyrics. People that would have maybe caught a bit of the catchphrase or maybe went into that genre would have assumed, "Oh my God, can you just pay my bills?" Yeah, and that's what actually inspired. I don't want to go off topic, but um, it inspired their independent woman song ah. because they were like people were saying, "Oh, you know, you want us to pay? Uh, we want men to pay our bills." We weren't saying that. And if you listen to the lyrics, they clearly explain. Look, I'm making my money, and you're just spending my money. You're yeah. not contributing. Be let, let it be equal let it be a little bit of you know equality and that's the sentiment that was missed i think if you didn't actually listen to the lyrics of course i mean the, well, i mean that's such an excellent point you've come to because destiny's child had had to work again like survivor as well like which is not on this album oh but it's such a song about adversity but it's because they had to go through it like i remember they reading put people through it they put well yeah we're gonna come to that, we'll in come a bit. To that yeah. but um the whole thing about like i remember designers wouldn't want to lend um, lend the girls clothes so that's <laughs> why, that t- why tina <laughs> that's why oh, I'm, tina you auntie, are tina no tina no, I am Tina Knowles. Oh like, you know, Tina Auntie had to get the sewing machine out and she had to sew them their like suits and their juridars and, <laughs> and the dupattas and all of that. Like, you know, literally, it's like we don't, you know, we've only got one dupatta between four of you. So one of you is getting a handkerchief top. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't really probably know what a dupatta is. But the dupatta is like a, a large scarf. Like a, scarf, a, like a, a chunni. A chunni, yeah. Okay, chunni, yeah. dupatta. It's just like a large uh, scarf. It's often worn with like a long shirt and trousers okay. uh, traditionally. But like, you know, Destiny's Child, like Tina Auntie. She took it to the next did. level. She made those little handkerchief tops, like you know. So it was so funny. I loved that. If you were a busty girl in that time, you got given the halter neck, or you got, given, <laughs> you got given the bustier to keep the boys in. But if you were a less kind of busty girl, which is you very could, on pr- brand now, very yeah. on brand now, like you could wear the hang. So for example, if in the, in our duo, you'd wear the handkerchief top, <laughs> and I'd get the bustier. <laughs> 
just to keep everything in control. But they would be the same fabric and like, you know. <laughs> just like a variation. Wouldn't variation. Shade. So if you're wearing leather, I'm wearing leather. If you're wearing paisley, I'm wearing paisley. <laughs> that was, you know, when you think about the video, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Bill's Bill Bill's again. Yeah. They, they were ridiculous, the colours and the outfits. It was like very like, pop. it popped. But it worked for the time. It, and it still looks good. I think it, they look wicked in I mean, those outfits. I mean, the pastel colours and this colour scheme. Like, I was, look, I was watching the videos and I remember watching them at the time and thinking, this is so glossy yeah. and so slick and so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But now, watching it in the 20s, I'm like, oh my God, I'm completely inspired by yeah. this. Like, the looks are so well thought they out. Are. She Even the shoes, sh- yeah, like, you know, right. the whole idea of like the kind of, um, I remember there's a gladiator, st- no, not gladiator, there's string. The um, strappy types. Strappy types, yeah, the yeah. ones that you tie up the leg. And it's kind of like, it could almost be symbolic of like, you know, how the bills are like constraining the. Yeah. I mean, there's so, so much, like, there's so many elements like that. That's it's so, really so, cleverly thought out. And then also, like, if you think about the trends as well, like, you know, the black hair trends and makeup. Mm. And again, like, the makeup looks so good because I'm thinking in Kelly's that time. Kelly's hair as well. Huh? Kelly's hair. Kelly's hair was amazing. Loved it. It's just so, so good. But, you know, so this, I think, leads us on. <gasps> we haven't to... said one very important thing, have we? Yeah, oh. exactly. So what is the best song on the album and why is it Say My Name? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I am not taking any discourse on oh. this. You know, the judge rules are like, 100%. you know. 100%. Say My Name is the best song on this album. It's, and it's my favourite, yeah. yeah. I will fight you to the death, or anyone to the death uh, who I'm says sorry, I agree with you. I will join that. If they cannot say my name, then like, you know. <laughs> I'll just try to remember the lyrics. I'll tell you blank. <laughs> No one is around you. No, but it's oh my goodness, it is. I think it's still my favorite song by Beyonce, Destiny's Child. I yes. mean, I say by Beyonce because to be honest, this album there were three is... other. Well, there were five other girls. Oh God! But <laughs> this video and this song, I remember. So when I first heard the album, I re. I mean, even though there were so many bangers on this album, yeah. I replayed that song again and again and again and again, and I loved. So we're coming off the back of um, Never Say Never because that was '98. Yeah, and this was another production by Dark Child and I know. Of course. Which I always thought he was saying, nah, nah. No, it's and nine, I, nine, girl. I know, I've heard. <laughs> so I, I think every time Beyonce sees um, Dark Child, she always says, Dark Child, nah, nah. Nine, nah, nine, yeah. And I just thought, this is my favourite producer. I'm so excited. And he completely nailed this production. And did you know a little bit of backstory about the production of the song? And no, tell that's me. Why, you know, I'm going to do a quick quiz. <laughs> Which girl band from the similar time um, actually inspired the production of the song? Oh, really? Was it an R&B girl band? Or just, yeah, or any, s- any band. Just or Saints? <laughs> oh my god they were not R&B oh my god. no I love I do love all things no you know they weren't yeah, we just saw them, weren't. remember we saw them at the Mighty Hoopla we did that we was were, so long ago I know we, and we just got our food at the same time lol um, oh my god which girl band um, can you give me a clue is it, is it a US um, girl band so you've kind of mentioned them already oh have I you have uh, TLC Spice Girls Spice Girls really can you believe this oh so the, my the story is and you know what we need to tag a link to this because mm. there's so much stuff um, so um, Rodney Jerkins who's Dark yeah. Child the producer nine, nine, dark. Nine, say, nine. you say his name fully okay? I, you know what I we're need talking to about respect, say my name you know exactly I'm not taking shortcuts <laughs> <laughs> scrub like you who don't know what a man's about honestly <laughs> and he but thou shalt say his full name <laughs> He did an interview hmm. and he talked about loads of iconic moments in his career because he has had such a long career. He's, he's worked with Britney Spears mm-hmm. and everyone, like all the big names. Yeah. 
and he basically was talking about how he was in the UK he was in a club Mm -hmm. with the Spice Girls (gasps) and he was like remembering that there was like um, it was at the time when there was like loads of house and garage music yeah and he was like oh my god I love this like I need to take this sound back to America so he went back and he was recording with Destiny's Child and Mm -hmm. he was like this is that you know I'm going to bring this sound to the US and then he started producing the song and Destiny's Child heard it and they were like we hate it and it had a Mm. a two step beat and they were like this we love the song but the production is awful so he was obviously really upset but he was like that's it I'm going to go back I'm going to reproduce this song he spent so he spent Apparently, he spent a lot of time redoing the track, and he said that it's his favorite track that he's produced to date. Yeah, and he he did incredible, and I'm so glad that he went back to the drawing board because this song, it, you can tell that there was a lot of effort behind behind the production, and her vocal, Beyonce's vocals on this song, they are nailing it. They are amazing, and doesn't that speak to his talent as a producer and the caliber of yes. producers and talent that was on this album that he was able to go back and re like I mean, I, it's a common thing I imagine in a creative. Mm. Uh, sphere like that like you know like Candy as well I'm sure oh. she got you know she must have got so many times where artists saying oh, I don't like this go and write it again yeah, yeah. but to be able to go back and then to be able to rework it and stuff that is an art form in itself and that's a real skill and like the fact that Rodney Jerkins can do that sorry Rodney Jerkins 99 oh, pardon me I pardon me your but uh, yeah that oh my god that is that is amazing and like but this song is just so I mean every time I listen to it not only it's just so empowering and it's just such an affirmation as well like again if we go into the storytelling of it how she's like she she you know that even the kind of that like music backs her up with it where it's like oh. this like niggling suspicion that oh did um you're you're not you're, something's not right today like normally you'll ask me how was my day and how stuff but that? today you're not and it's like kind of and also it goes straight into the story as well there's no kind of there's no foreplay nothing no. she's just like you know if you're messing me around you you know i'm not one to sit around and be played so prove it now or just like you know out the door mate and i just think it's such a power and <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this i remember once a long time ago at work i had a appraisal and and I remember this was the song I listened to before I went in. <laughs> and the appraisal, my manager had just put it down for like 10 minutes. It ended up being 40 minutes. Because I was like singing my own praises. Like, you know, I will not you be taken down. And, you, know, you know, if you you want to pay for this, you want me to do this, you need to pay me to do this, blah, blah. Damn and it's all down to this song. Because yeah. the song given me so much kind of like gumption and kind of like, you know, believe in yourself, value yourself. <laughs> and it, and at the same time as well, because it, you know, um, it released like when we were teenagers. Yeah. And like our self-esteem was still kind of being formed yeah. and who we were was still being formed and what we expected and what we expected and then to listen to a song like this which tells you don't take second best you know you've got to believe in yourself mm. you've got and the thing is like no no there's no point in the song where they actually say believe in yourself or no. do it's, it's just it's, a it's, sentiment isn't it it's all inverted did she sing that to jay-z <laughs> <laughs> girl you're gonna get a shadow man <laughs> Oh, no, so title much. is going to be right up our ass and be like all right let's take them off oh, the no, 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 no. we love it we love it, we love it. but uh, you know the, the, the lyrics are so clever and we but what makes me laugh is again it feels like when i listen back because i do very i always go back to this album yeah but i was listening to it again in preparation for this discussion and yeah. i just thought you know what it does it does it's aged yeah. it's definitely aged because when you think about the concept of the song mm-hmm. she's like baby say my name like that's the way you had to prove that you were not with someone else whereas today you just say i'm gonna call you on video chat and 
I'm going to see where you are. Send me a selfie. There was no concept of that. Well, actually, no, you'd go on social media now. But back then you couldn't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Back that's, then, yeah. That's the, this is the, the way you had to prove it was you needed to say to someone, you better say my name to prove it. But now it's like, I will see a full image of you in video live. <laughs> Look at your doorbell video. <laughs> <laughs> see what you've been up to. And the same with like Bugaboo when they're talking about, um, you know, the... Oh, blocking the AOL. Like... Blocking the a- AOL. Oh, that, that made me laugh. The pager. And the email. And then you, when you call me over your best friend's house because the number must have been blocked. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> the fact that you were calling on a landline is firstly so crazy. But oh that, that those sort of moments, I just think we're probably never going to get songs written like that now. Oh, we, we'll have other stuff. But that was legendary. And that, again, it's the same um, co- co-writer of The Boy's Mind who's deceased. Mm-hmm. Remember LaShawn Daniels? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, that's really sad. So yeah, legendary. Clearly, like the boy is mine. That you know, say my name. It's like legendary stuff. That's so funny though. Like just quickly to uh, what you mentioned though, I like that idea that we're never. Get, this is this album. This is why it's so iconic. It's so of that era. Oh. And although yeah, you're right. The kind of references have, have aged. Like mm. you know, you're e- blocking email and stuff. The sentiment <laughs> though is still very strong. Isn't Completely it? agree. That you know, this sentiment. Like we heard this when we were like you know, in, like I said, in our teenage years, yeah. and it's something that's carried through right through to Don't adulthood. Mind. And like it's going to carry on. Like even when I'm on like you know my Zimmer frame, I'll be like, <laughs> be like say, say my, my name. name. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or bills, bills, bills as well. Like you know when my carer isn't like doing stuff properly. I'll be like, excuse me, say my name. <laughs> Oh god! But well, there's the, a little yeah. thing, other thing I think we need to talk about the video. Yes! Oh my god! Because this was when the you know what this could was like a perfect storm, perfect song, perfect band, perfect timing for a drama. Oh my god! Yes. What, what was the backstory of this drama? Because before this, we had bills, bills, bills. Then we went to say my name. But what changed in between the two? Right. So now it's time to give it's a recap. A, exactly. So like previously on Destiny's Child, <laughs> <laughs> the writing of the wall. So obviously, if for anyone who doesn't know. If you do oh know this already, God. just nod along and just be like, and if there's anything you want to add, like us up on the socials. But so Destiny's Child actually started out as girls, girl time, mm. girls time. Mm. And so it's formed by Beyonce's dad, Matthew. Oh. And the band consisted of Beyonce mm. and Beyonce. <laughs> and, Beyonce. <laughs> and that's it, and Beyonce. That's it. And so it's Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, Latoya and Latavia. Mm. And then they changed their name to Destiny's Child. And then they released, obviously, No, 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 which mm-hmm. we talked about. And then when that got remixed by Wyclef. And then, you know, they, oh, yeah, that was actually the first song I heard of theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, when we, remix, we all yeah. kind of came across them. Um, and then the writing on the walls was released. But Latavia and Latoya were not happy because they were like, Beyonce is getting more attention. Which she was definitely getting more attention. She, oh, she got favorited. But she the was way. the star, but come on. Yeah, without a doubt. But it was it was more, yeah, exactly. There was no denying that she was being, yeah, center stage. Kind of center stage. And then they launched it. So Latavia and Latoya were not happy and launched a lawsuit mm. in December 1999 so Bugaboo is the last video that they are in and they didn't know that they were of course it was Bugaboo first wasn't it yeah, yeah. yeah right. and they didn't know because uh, <gasps> until they saw the video on MTV that they were you know that was going to be the last one they uh, have featured in so in Say My Name they've got Michelle Williams and Farrah Franklin yeah I remember uh, Farrah who <laughs> oh bless Farrah exactly and then obviously Jumpin' Jumpin' was the last video to feature Farrah <laughs> And then it became the iconic trio that we know and love yes. now. But I mean, all, uh, you know, do you think that um, Latavia and Latoya were unfairly treated at the time? Oh my God, another bloody obvious question. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like, it was ridiculous. I remember the build up to that video because I was so 
excited when I heard because I think it was the MTV era when they were kind of teasing the next song and I was like please please let's say my name I needed to be saying my name and it was Latoya in an interview with MTV the US that we were because we started to get TRL as well I'm sure yes. they copied like mm. late de- delivery mm. and she was like you're going to look out for our next video say my name and I thought yes the best song and then the video released and I was like you are these two girls mm. in the video I don't even recognise them but the song was still bomb I remember everyone at school was talking about it and one, one of my friends she was like oh no 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 they are in the video I was like excuse me I know the video because I've got it taped thank you very much and I will tell you the breakdown because she was trying to, trying to check me about the song she was going to check was, you exactly I was like I've got it taped thank you very much and I was like there are two new girls in the video and they I, they intentionally did the video with loads of different random people in there so no one knew you couldn't tell that obviously could you because we were like who are all these people in well that's the thing every three seconds the shot changes oh. so that the girls will do a movement and then it changes <gasps> again describe that that was the best that idea is, for a that video that was Pilates like t- telling me to come <laughs> pulling me towards it literally like it was like voguing it was <gasps> like oh you know did you just vogue there <laughs> I felt that click there I was like what <laughs> um, it was just amazing the choreography and also I like the way that the video is so, again you know the storytelling the whole idea of this kind of moving so every t- everything that she says every line changes yeah. so it's almost like when she's having that conversation with herself and she's kind of like you know if you took there first of all let's say shot change costume change move the body hit the beat and they're just doing random moves some of them look so ridiculous but it's still epic isn't it exactly (laughs) can you imagine in isolation like tough day at work so how was your day at work honey oh we have to do this video and we just have to like keep moving around every two (laughs) you know what next time we have a conversation with someone we should just start (laughs) part way through but like well then I went to the supermarket next time we're going to record this but actually we are voguing right now yeah every time we say a line exactly we're just moving around (laughs) and like you know falling out my bustier Oh, <laughs> but um yeah they did uh, i think i think the, the girls really did get a raw deal which they is did. such a shame and I, like, they had no idea did they no and i think you know it eventually all got settled in 2002 mm. when they agreed uh, to a settlement and that must i mean obviously they must have got like kind of legacy rights or something where i'm sure uh, they're probably getting money royalties. from it now royalties now but i mean they i not, I, I never heard from them again i've never heard any of, any of their songs or i heard one song by latoya she did a solo kind of album a couple of years later and she, i think she's like acting and doing Broadway and stuff so I think she definitely tried and I saw Latavia Robertson on The Real Housewives of Atlanta oh, later really? season oh. she became an alcoholic she oh, struggled oh, with the I think imagine watching that success unfold because you've got the other thing we've got to contextualise is because most people that are from like another generation are going to be thinking oh it's all Beyonce no 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 this is pre-Queen B era yes. this is when it was Destiny's Child and they were a collective even though she was centre stage she was not managed in terms of she didn't have that media training that she did because all the through this entire kind of breakup that they all had Mm. they were like mudslinging in the press a lot there's so many interviews go on YouTube there are so many brilliant interviews where she is like being really honest about how they didn't want to turn up to work they had a problem with management and all this kind of stuff and I thought that would never happen now Beyonce's media train they are so militant with controlling like look at Jay-Z and Beyonce we don't know anything about it we don't know anything we only know what they want us to know put it that way and it's too controlled and I think it was so nice to have it so candid and I remember in so many interviews at the time of like there was one that I watched where um, Kelly's asked about the drama and I think they got to a stage where they're probably getting sick and tired of being asked the same question mm. and Kelly says oh I saw Latavia in the mall the other day and Beyonce's like cut out we don't want to say her name on camera anymore it's so embarrassing oh, and then there's another one. I'm going to send you you know what we need to link some of these we will, because we about will. another one from back in the day when they're all sat on, the, on a bed being interviewed this is the original four and they're all introducing themselves and Beyonce's at the end and Kelly introduces her says hi I'm Kelly I'm the second lead vocalist and Beyonce pulls his face and goes <coughs> <laughs> She's 
so shame. She's so. She, you saw her because the thing is, if we think about Beyonce, she is such an icon, and like she deserves everything. I mean, I know that she was obviously being pushed at stage, and it yeah. wasn't fair. But if we think about it, she is clearly an incredibly talented individual. Oh, absolutely. And it makes sense that she acted like that at that age because you got to remember these guys were like late teens, like you know, yeah. early. Tw- well, they were effectively the same. They are the same age group as us. So we, yeah. you know, we were teenagers. They were teenagers at the time as well, and they had gone through so much. And then also, don't forget as like women and as black women they were facing yes. so much prejudice and so much kind of oppression stereotyping and trying to break in I mean the standard of the album is so so high um, it's incredible but the fact that they had to fight for it and then also this whole drama going on behind as well it just gives it, it that edge doesn't it? Them. It, it honestly that was drama you would think um, is bad I'm sure they were trying to downplay it but that is literally what kept their names um, in the press and also to be fair they could back it up because that album was amazing yeah yeah they've got you know there was nothing to be ashamed of on that album at all so like how would you think this album has personally affected and influenced your life I mean it goes back to all that stuff that you said earlier about empowerment and it sounds funny because I'm not a female but I love female empowerment like all those kind of eras like I always think about Pink had launched around that time Can't Take Me At Home that album there you go there you go (laughs) another candy (laughs) candy song but all that era I loved it was so you know women that were like really standing strong and saying we are showing our independence we are showing what we want and I, I really I don't know it just being a gay man I was like really like attracted to that powerful female and it just in this album there were so many songs in there that what really kind of was refreshing is it's not just a love song they're talking about bills 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 talking about people being like you know two in your face and um, feeling good after seeing a friend after you so good it's a very different sentiment to the typical love every single song yeah. is a love song and it's that's what I kind of feel like gets you through those other moments of look you went into that moderation meeting and you were like saying my name was giving me empowerment and that's the kind of album that takes you into like more than one generation and era exactly i think you've hit the nail on the head there the emotional connection that we have to this album is incredible i remember like um the first time i went to a nightclub when i was 18 uh, was actually in a club called Limelight in Shaftesbury oh. Avenue. No longer exists. It was like what? a, I think it's become like some sort of restaurant now or something. It used to be an old church. And I remember the, in the club, like it was, a, it was R&B nights. So it was on Tuesday. And I remember I was dancing and like all the songs, were, they were great songs. I mean, now like, I'd kill to go back to that time because oh. every song, and I realized every single song was a banger. But it was only when Jumpin' Jumpin' came on that I lost my shit because I was like, I know this song. I I'm love this song. Girl, yeah, yeah. You got and I was with my friend and like we were just going, and it was literally like because so many of the situations like when I, when we talk about the emotional connection like you know so many friends of mine were like you know had boyfriends girlfriends mm. and they were going through these situations yeah. you know like someone's boyfriend was like you know getting her to pay for everything <laughs> or someone else was like you know I don't want my girl going out to the party without me or I don't <laughs> you know, and then like so all of these situations were actually real situations that were going on in our lives and it was kind of fun it was fun to relate that song to the situation so jumping jumping always reminds me of that time in the club because i remember like i was like this little wallflower first and then as soon as jumping jumping came on and also like um, i remember my friend even she was like come on get into this you love this song like i think during the song i even i remember it so well you know what song had played before jumping jumping he wasn't man enough for me tony <gasps> braxton <laughs> and like there at our school 
school, there'd been a teacher who'd slept with a pupil. And then, <gasps> I know, I know. Scan- we scandal. talk about that in the OnlyFans uh, Lounge. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, we haven't plugged our OnlyFans. Oh, oh my God. God. Um, <laughs> so I remember that had happened. And then I was like, um, oh, my God, I bet that this teacher went and said that to this guy's girlfriend. Because he, he was dating a girl in sixth form as well. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. You know, and I just remember, like, when jumping. And then, so, you know, we were like, I was kind of cracking jokes. But then when jumping, jumping came on, I was performing choreography. I was doing hairography because I had so much more hair. <laughs> I was really like, you know, I was like, oh, it was just realness. Honestly, you should have seen me. Like I was like a sight to oh. behold. <laughs> it reminds me of, you know, that's, this is the sad thing because I was still too young to be even thinking about going to clubs. Bitch, you're I, only a few years younger than me. How dare you? I was like so like 10 yeah, years Yeah, you were just off. watching Teletubbies. So like, you know, <laughs> I'm watching ANTM as part of your day, daytime, like, you know, kindergarten viewing. I would have been 14 at the time. Yeah, I yeah 14. In 1999, yeah, you 14. 14. I, n- yes, I was. So I was 17 <laughs> Yes, yes so thank you very much. I was too young to be thinking about going to No, but I was 17. Yeah, so I was about 17, and then I, yeah, I was, I was 18. <laughs> oh my God, you're four years younger than me. I thought you were three years younger than me. Yeah. Let's, have this com- <laughs> let's have this conversation off mic, yeah, off air. I love it. I, I remember thinking, oh, when, when I started going to clubs, I was like, all these songs that I would have loved to have heard in a club, they don't play. But what we did get to hear in is Concrete. Remember we went to Concrete? And they were oh playing all the songs from this era. God. And it was honestly... One of the best Such songs. a throwback. It was the best... It was like probably about five years ago. Yeah. That DJ. It was because it was... So this was a Beyonce versus Rihanna night at a club in Shoreditch. And they were playing Beyonce songs and then a Rihanna song. And then they were throwing a Destiny's Child. Oh. And we were just like... Oh. Losing our shit. Yeah, oh my God. Because the other thing, Sonny, we've got to give you props here. You... Like, you know, Lose um, lose My Breath is not on this album. But Sonny can do the choreography so beautifully. Like, I, the number of times this song has come on and you've performed it, I've been left in awe. Like, I, like I'm, you know, I'm new, I'm normally the Beyonce of the group. Like, this is the one time I step back and become Michelle because you take over. That is amazing. Oh like, literally, the circle formed around you. Oh you didn't even realise. That is such a... You know what it is? This takes me back to being when we were... A, kids hmm. and i used to re- i used to make out the videos myself yeah. i used to perform them in the lounge i had like all the same my name video down the bills, bills, bills and that honestly i just think those sorts of memories like, i i feel sad for kids that can't have that experience these yeah, days especially like quick i mean queer kids get so much these days so they've got so many queens and stuff to follow but <laughs> all right granddad <laughs> like <laughs> They've got it all now. It's all hand in the no, but they do. Like, it's yeah, so it's outlandish. True. It's like, like, Gaga started that trend and Nicki Minaj in terms of, like, really, like, big personalities and, like, yeah. poppy kind of... We didn't really have that kind of stuff, no, did we, exactly. Up? I mean, like... But so we much... this, which was better, I think. It's so much more marketed now, isn't it? Because, like, you can look like Gaga or you can look... For example, like, um, there's a great song by the Pussycat Dolls called React. I which... love React. And have you seen the, chore- have you seen the video to oh it? Oh, my God, it's choreography. so sexual. I love I, it. I felt like... Well, after I first watched the video, I thought... I was alone, but I was like... I just felt like, should I look behind my shoulder? Like, did someone see me watch that video? I was watching it at home, honestly. My mum was like, had something religious on the TV, and I was like, because the thing was, do you know what was really funny? I've been dancing to that song in one of my exercise classes when so sexual, and I didn't realise that that was a pussycat doll song. And then for some reason, I saw it on a TikTok, and I was like, oh, that's what the song is called because they don't actually say like they say the word react, but you wouldn't think that's the title of the song. But I remember like looking at the choreography, thinking I need to learn this, and I didn't realise that you can actually go to YouTube now and find the choreography step by step. Like the pussycat dolls themselves (sighs) teach it to you, Um, but and there's loads of people doing tutorials and stuff, and it's so right. But whereas back in the day, we had to like play it, pause it, try and do the move a million times, (laughs) try not to make sure that our mums and dads and brothers and everybody see. 
exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, the orcs, because the video is in the living room. So, it, and this album all kind of built into that. And because what the other thing I love as well is like when you would like listen to it, it would take you into the mindset of the video. And like yeah. for those three minutes Epic, or five iconic. minutes, you were in that hairdressing salon, you were in that crazy room. <laughs> or in front of all those cars doing the whole Just going move, round and round. Name. Honestly, it was, it was such an oh, incredible time. I love that album. So like, to, do you think that this album was part planned for building the Beyonce empire? Or do you think that was just an unexpected consequence? Good question, actually, because I think Matthew would have known that. <laughs> Matthew, like, you Matthew, know. Uncle, no. you call him uncle. <laughs> you show some respect on this podcast. <laughs> Dare you, Matthew. Well, actually, they cut him loose, didn't they? He is out of family. Well, yeah. She, emanci- she was emancipated. <gasps> what? I'm sure she was. Are you sure not talking about Britney Spears? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. She is still under that conservatorship. Yeah. But... I'm sure Beyonce has cut ties with her dad because I know she gave him up as manager many years ago. Yeah, I knew that. But, but... he cheated on Tina many times. <gasps> Auntie, yeah, he, really? He's had two kids with other women. Oh, yes. Oh Auntie God. Tina. Basically, whore is Punjabi for what the... WTF. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah like God. say what? But she had... Yes, I think she's cut ties with her dad because he was. He would literally force her to work so hard. And I'm sure he did with the, the whole the whole band as well. Yeah. But I, I think he would obviously have naturally believed in his daughter. But I don't think at that stage I thought Beyonce was going to be what she is yeah i agree i don't think any of us could have like really i mean there was definitely a construct in the band where beyonce was front and center there was never going to be any doubt that she would always get prominent and there's that great mad tv video which um we're going to share with everybody which you will see which really kind of takes this concept to the next level but at the same time i think what was incredible about beyonce is i think she learned so destiny's child really was her training ground wasn't it Mm. she learned so much and she learned how to like market herself and how to kind of build herself up so when crazy in love came (gasps) that was was she just was like ready. she was ready and she just took it to the next level and then from there it just kind of grew and grew and then it was just like a natural thing where I think she kind of like blazed the trail for everybody else where it's yeah. like kind of your part you've been part of a super girl group yeah and then you've got your own amazing solo career she also did acting <laughs> dream, dream girls Austin Powers I still haven't seen um, oh my god Austin Powers I mean yeah Beyonce the actress let's I hate it. that song that she did for Austin Powers so uh, work it out. I don't like it. Not my vibe. <laughs> all the bubblegum pink. And yeah, it was just. Like I remember the gold outfit and the big afro as well. Yeah, no. I, th- I think. Do you know what? What that what, that was problem. That is problematic in that that she was. You know, they were trying to go, trying to go for that kind of black exploitation hmm. film kind of vibe. I just think like Beyonce as an actress, no one's really kind of understood how to <laughs> how to manage her. No, because we, we say this because I, I know a lot of people like Mariah Carey, for example, Glitter. Everyone's kind of like. What was the other film that she did that was really good? But she was in Precious, and oh. I remember. That, oh, um, I loved her. I saw so another humble brag alert. So if you you know if you haven't had a swig of water, now's your time. Um, I was at the London Film Festival and I had tickets to see Precious before it released in the wow. UK. So Gabori Sadibi um, actually did like a, she was there in person. They brought her out at the end. Is and she the lead actress? The lead actress I who plays her. Precious and like Monica uh, was amazing in that as well. Monica. Um, Monica. The no, sorry, not Monica. Uh, what's the name of the actress I'm thinking of? Who are you thinking of? It's eluded me. I will remember yeah, it shortly. Yeah. But um, I remember Mariah. Carey Carrie's in the film as well and that took me complete I had no idea about this film all I the the backstory for the film was a friend of mine had got tickets mm. and then he couldn't go last minute so I dragged my younger brother along reluctantly <gasps> uh, he was like oh I don't and I was like look I've got spare Step tickets down. London Film Festival it's completely sold out just come along for the for the ride and then like I remember when we when Mariah Carey was on screen it took me a while to realize oh my god that's Mariah Carey yeah. and she's so 
was so good because Lee Daniels was. knew exactly how to bring it out of yeah. her. I think in the same way, we have yet to see Beyonce, someone do that for Beyonce. Yes. Like, you know, Gaga and A Star is Born. That was incredible. That's on Netflix now. I need to watch it's it. It's now on Netflix. Okay, you I'm going to give it a go. It. I give it. I, she's, Gaga is, I love Gaga, but I I, do love she's Gaga. brilliant in that. And like oh, the way that they her. managed to make her an actress and yes. not just a performer. And I think with Beyonce as well, we still need someone to do that, to kind of tease that performer out of her. Because I think she's got, if this is how she can sing and create and be a cultural right. reset imagine what she could do with her acting potential no I think you're so because I was the kind of thinking oh I don't think she can do it but you, she plays a character because if you think about her in interviews especially early ones you see her personality and it is she, I think this is one of the reasons why you don't really get to see much of her personality other than in her music now yeah because it, it is she's a weirdo she's a bit strange she doesn't <laughs> I think she needs a little she needs to be kind of filtered because I think she is so competitive and so driven and has got such a fire that they have to contain that a little bit and yeah. that's why it probably comes through in her performances but there is such a difference and she's quite reserved and like you know take she, she doesn't have that same presence in a lot of the interviews that i've seen of her. so i feel like she is playing a role on stage yes. when she's performing so she should be able to act as well in the same way and i think so out. i think she could channel that energy into it another thing about beyonce as well i, I was reading her interview in vogue uk she's she covered it she was on the cover of british vogue for november 2020 wow. i think and do you know what she does fashion friday she's like me and the kids on a friday we go around and we um <gasps> call it fa- i was reading that i was like excuse you excuse me like the only but do you know what the only other person the only are, other the one the only person who I will Tina like, Knowles I will let <laughs> yeah, Tina, Tina auntie wanted to do it as well I'd let Tina do it and uh, Beyonce but I was just like oh my god I was like Beyonce you need to be in Fashion Friday wow. like you know my 10 year anniversary that's who I want Beyonce putting it out there in the universe now <laughs> Tidal if you're listening please let's let's start the paperwork now and like maybe in four years time it'll oh be clear god. but um, I, yeah it's amazing what Beyonce's become and she's created this kind of like blueprint yes. and the, w- the way she's opened doors and even now like you know the way like last year when she teamed up with Megan Thee Stallion for the remix oh, and and you know Lemonade and all the, like Lemonade is telephone. still telephone telephone is so iconic so many Lemonade is so incredible all her I album, still haven't listened to that visual album it's, it's incredible get, you know what happened with me with Beyonce mm-hmm. when it got part so the first album was um, Dangerously in Love wasn't it mm-hmm. and then the second one what was that one I can't even remember it now so crazy in love, and then was it? Um, I can't remember the next album like, after that. I'm such a bad fan. It's something dangerous. Something no. Dangerously in love was the first one. Dangerously in love was the first one. Was, was it crazy? It? The crazy in love was the first. No, that Wait, was the first single, but the yeah. album was By the way, dangerous. Can the beehive please don't attack us? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like we're we, get told we off. you know, there, there you know, I love the well, basically, I loved her first solo album, yeah. and I loved the, the couple after that. But then it became too hood for me. Okay. I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. Maybe it's because I'm still wanting the whole Destiny's Child kind of era. And that's obviously long gone. So yeah. I, I just didn't move on with the times. But I still think she is an epic performer. Absolutely. And an amazing singer. I remember there was this like gif once or something where there was um, Beyonce, Gaga, Adele and Sia, who who we've now cancelled. I can't remember why, but she's been cancelled <gasps> oh, for some no, reason. I'll, I'll have to, oh, yeah. No. This is the thing: people get cancelled now, and you're like, yeah. you're like, oh no, I love so and so, and then you realise they said something awful or did something oh, awful, God. and you're like, why the hell did you have to say that? You yeah, ruined everything. Like JK ruined herself. Yeah, you? exactly. Oh, we don't talk about that turf. Um, but <laughs> I remember that these four women in particular are responsible for like the most music sale. They actually sell music. Yeah. They're, you know, kind of innovators as well. Yeah. And they're the creative that they've 
kind to of bring that to the forefront and then you really and we only really appreciate it when we see a crap creative yeah. like you'll see like a rita aura and then like you know, yes I'm, I'm you know i'm gonna you know rita aura is, is gonna be the punchback here but when i see a rita aura and then you put her next to a beyonce you're like rita aura is like completely bland whereas she's least... rihanna's understudy yeah <laughs> best comment ever <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was trying to prompt you to say whereas like, you know when you look at beyonce like she is political she's you know she's taking the the kind of like movement forward she's yeah. doing so so much and you just think to yourself wow that is an incredible person anyway so i think well do you know what? i'm going to take it to the bridge as uh rodney jerkin exactly so you have to whisper take it to the bridge take it to the bridge so the writing on the wall is that rare cultural phenomenon that speaks for volumes without actually saying a word the word iconic is bandied around so freely these days but the writing on writings on the wall is a truly iconic album in every aspect and you know anyone who wants to debate that uh, we will, we, go we, we, we will you. fight you exactly we've got the razor blades in the basement damn right vaseline's out mm-hmm. so the era that this album is from is something that we will never see the likes of again sorry millennials no actually we are millennials sorry, what am I talking about? sorry generation whoever's below us those people um it is so rare to have so much talent showcased in one place the influence and impact this album has hats can be heard in the chart busters and floor fillers of today sometimes quite literally they've like borrowed a bridge or like you know some sort of verse or something from there mm. so it is a testament pun intended <laughs> to the destiny child anthems that they are still as powerful and relevant as ever so if you call yourself a true zone one ho right after this episode mm-hmm. ends right at the very end you need to go and listen to this album in full and show it the respect it deserves thou shall not be a basic bitch <laughs> So you join us now in the OnlyFans lounge. So we've got our little tipple. We've got Sunny's got a glass of water with with a big lime. It's a lemon, and just a very green lemon. That's a huge, like an, almost an entire lemon oh, in that glass. Because the thing is, I need to. Use, I get three lemons, and they go out of date, so I have to use big pieces. Of it so well, when life gives you lemon, <laughs> make lemonade. Make lemonade, exactly. You are Becky with bushing with a good hair, <laughs> bushing with less hair than he had when Still he was, when the album released. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Bushan, I want to ask you in the lounge, mm-hmm. um, what is your favourite video of the album? My favourite video of the album? So I think it is, it's got to be... Other than Say My Name. Um, are there other videos? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, actually. There are other videos? What? I think it would probably be um, Bills, Bills, Bills. Because yeah. I just love that. Styling. Yeah, it's just everything about it. Like like I said, I was watching it the other day and I was like, right, I've got a lilac t-shirt. I need to go and wear or I need to, you know, all the all the shades of lilac and lavender. I was like, yes, I need all of those. Like, you know. So uh, what about yourself? You said that... Uh, my favourite video, other than saying my name, is probably... Um, I will say... The, the only other one was Jumpin' Jumpin' and um, Bugaboo. So it has to be Jumpin' Jumpin'. Jumpin' Jumpin'. Really. Jumpin' Jumpin' was all the white out. Because... I remember, no, was it white? I think so. Do you know Because I remember as well that um, Destiny Child performed at the Mobos that year and they won an award. They won like best, uh, they, they were the first group to be called up and uh, Victoria wow. Beckham presented their award. I remember they did this amazing um, uh, performance of Bugaboo where they had like all these white curtains and then they drop and then the girls <laughs> kind of like walk around them and be like, and they were wearing all white and they were doing like, you know, the, the handkerchief top, the bustier, the halter and like, oh, it was just incredible. You're talking about the Bugaboo, you just reminded me, I'll tell you the quick story. So I remember when we were doing karaoke at a work party once <laughs> and my friend decided to pick a Destiny's Child song and I said, oh, that's fine, I know all more, that's fine. Yeah. She picked Bugaboo. <gasps> I was like, you can't pick... No, she picked Jumpin' Jumpin'. Jumpin' Jumpin'. I was like, you can't pick Jumpin' Jumpin', it's too fast. You know how out of breath... 
Yes, I was. Yeah. And there were people, like senior people coming in, watching me and her sing this song. It was such an amazing car crash. Oh, she was, ruined your showcase. It was, to be fair, it was amazing. And then we did a thong <laughs> song after that. You did what? Thong song. Oh, God. And she was like twerking it up while I was singing. This is at a work party. <laughs> <laughs> karaoke gets deep in my team. Oh, goodness. Anyway, so I, I want to ask you another thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Did you um, watch that interview that Kelly Rowland did with Andy Cohen? No, I haven't seen it. Actually. It's amazing. But she was talking about um, one of the iconic songs that we've been talking about from this album. Uh-huh. Um, and it was called Bugaboo. Uh-huh. But what I just lost, what am I asking you? <laughs> Are you sure there's no alcohol in that lemon and water, honestly? <laughs> sure, that's not vodka. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so there was a really <laughs> hilarious interview that I saw with Kelly Rowland and Andy Cohen from Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. What, what, um, what is her least favourite song from the album? From the album? Um, is it Sweet Sixteen? <gasps> what was wrong with Sweet Sixteen? No, I, I, I don't. Because don't she, was, she was definitely not a virgin. <laughs> Nokia N95 <laughs> with the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or was it Sweet Sixteen? No, it was uh, it was Bugaboo. Oh, Bugaboo, really? Yeah, yeah. Do you know why she didn't like it? Why she couldn't sing it live? That's why. oh, no, she yeah. didn't say that. She just said it was too fast. And that song is too fast. It is. It All is. of the albums is it's too hard to perform live for them. It's true. It is kind of like the pace of that song, and also that song is quite aggressive as well. And then the rest of it, the, the lyrics are hilarious. The lyrics are oh, it's it's brilliant. Honestly, <laughs> break my knees so I can move is break my lease. But we were lead. always singing break my lead. lead. I was, I was saying break my lead. Oh my like god! Like, oh no, I was like break my knees so i can move i was like damn girl you've been like encased in cement and it's like no actually break my lease so yes. i can move house see this is before we knew about property honestly <laughs> how little we knew honestly oh, oh gosh well do you know what else kelly Rowland said in that interview i just remembered i did tell, see me, it. tell me she said um do you know what bushan the podcast is yours we hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast is mine don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend you can also follow us on all the social on instagram tiktok Facebook and YouTube, we are The Podcast Is Mine. And on Twitter, we are Podcast Is Mine. Or you can email us at thepodcastismine at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing, The Podcast Is Mine.